Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Hayden and Robbie Falk with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive through at Strange Brew Coffeehouse. And if you can't make it to Starkville, well, just make it in your own kitchen because they've got you covered. No matter what kind of coffee machine you got, if you've got the old school drip coffee machine or if you've got a K-Cup, a Keurig, there are Strange Brew Coffee uh, options available for you. You can be brewing it right there in your own kitchen. So whatever it is you're looking for, start your day. Start the new year with Strange Brew Coffee House. Our good friends over at College Corner also want you to start the new year with new gear. New year, new gear. That's going to be the slogan for, co- for College Corner. Whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got it. Mississippi State merchandise for your home, for your car, whatever it is you're looking for. They've got it. Two locations in Jackson to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. <coughs> Humble Taco is Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Still on holiday break for the rest of this week, but they'll be back very, very soon. And when they are... You need to make a trip there to enjoy one of the most unique restaurant experiences, not just in Starkville, but in the state of Mississippi and just about anywhere you go. You're not going to find tacos like this just anywhere. It's great stuff at Humble Taco. I can't tell you enough. I've been telling you for months. Check them out. They are incredible. And, of course, don't forget, if you're looking to grab lunch here in Starkville or in Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, Flowood, or Madison, all you got to do is head to Firehouse Subs or, more importantly, use the Firehouse Subs app. Download that free app today. Get your lunch, get it ordered, pick it up right when it's ready. You're in, out, and done just a few seconds. And the best part is the reward points. They pile up quick when you use the Firehouse Subs app. So whatever you're looking to order, they've got you a great lunch, and it's easy, and you'll be eating free very soon with Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk, glad to have you back in studio. Yes, I'm excited. I just got my <laughs> Christmas present yeah. from you. Thank you so much. The complete list of Jericho book. I'm a huge Chris Jericho fan. And this book is amazing. Mm-hmm. It has every single match he's ever wrestled in it. Yeah. There, there's nobody else. Up in, until the publication of the book. Right. Going all the way back to his first actual match. There is no one else in the wrestling business, I don't <laughs> think, that has kept track That's of very every unique. single... Yeah. Every, he has his payoff for every single match. He made $30 in his first match. Um, pretty incredible. So, thank you, my friend. You're I very appreciate welcome. That. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to all you guys out there. Of course, you know... We've had a few podcasts since then, but you can't. You should say Merry Christmas. It's not just about Christmas sometimes. It's, it's about you know the sentiment. It's about I'm going to start saying Merry Christmas like in June. It's just the that's spirit. The, that's the way you know you want to fight the war on Christmas. Sneak attack. Yeah. Surprise. Uh, you know uh, ambush. I mean, I feel like every day should be Christmas. <laughs> People say that that's all the time. That's what Elvis right? said. Yeah. So I mean, I'm all for that. I'm keeping my I keep my Christmas tree up until New Year's. Whenever New Year's hits, that's when we start taking it down. There you go. So, 
Mississippi State basketball got a little bit of a late Christmas gift today. You know, just like I said, just a little patience was all that was needed. No? No, I shouldn't. I, I should, said that, actually. I shouldn't lie. Uh, you, you, you do say when you're presented with new information, you'll change your mind. Well, you know, got some today, for sure. Mississippi State won this game pretty easily. I don't think they trailed. Let's see that. The last lead that Arkansas had in this game was at 23-22 with 4.51 to go in the first half. State led by as many as 16. They end up winning uh, 81-68. They shoot 46% from the field, 79% from the line. They out-rebound Arkansas by 8. Now, And they were uh, out-rebounded in the first half. The second half was complete domination on the boards. 23-12. Yeah. Uh, plus 11. One thing to say now, let's, uh, we got to be honest, this was an Arkansas team that was a little bit you know, um, uh, undermanned couple guys out for COVID, including their leading scorer, <clears throat> and then another player suspended. But what do I always say, right? When you play a bad team or you play a down team, you should beat them. And State yep. did that. They, they won this game pretty easily. Four Bulldogs and double figures. And I think I feel pretty confident, Robbie, if I told you that Garrison Brooks was going to score two points on 0 of 6 shooting from the field, you would not have said State was going to win this basketball game. But Tolu Smith back in the lineup, 18 points for him. DJ Jeffries in double figures. Molinar with 16 on 50% shooting. Shaquille Moore, big game for him, 15 points, uh, 5 assists, 3 of 4 from behind the arc. State only turned it over 12 times. They forced 17 turnovers. They got some some good minutes off the bench. 7 points from Rocket Watts, have him back in the lineup. Uh, Javian Davis with 6 points and 8 boards. Anderson Garcia, who I think is a really underrated cog on this team, 7 points for him. This is a really good win for Mississippi State. I don't know what Arkansas's net is off the top of my head, but I think it's in the 40s. That's a good win for the Bulldogs. They, they, they needed that. They absolutely did. And, you know, this has kind of been my thought process with this team. When they get everybody back, everybody's healthy, and they're starting to click, this team can make some noise. And we, we saw a little bit of, of that um, on Wednesday this team just looks different when, when Tolu Smith looks healthy and Rocket Watts is, is relatively healthy. You just saw the depth of this team. I don't think Derek Fountain played. I don't no. know what the what the deal is there, but you didn't even have Derek Fountain playing who has started a couple of games, I think, and or, or has come off the bench and played a key role off the bench. But Iverson Molinar was not great. I think he had 12, 13 points, something like <coughs> that. He had 16 in this game. Did he? He was not great. For most of the game, later in the second half, he started scoring a little, a little bit. Yeah, Garrison and Brooks. He picked up some points on the free throw line late in the game. Yeah, Garrison Brooks had Not two great. points. Not great. Yeah. Um, if you you know remember last year when if Iverson and DJ Stewart did not score like twenty points, they were in trouble. Yeah. You're seeing a totally different Mississippi State team this year. Um, there's so many different players that can come in and and play a key role. And this is what it should look like for Mississippi State. You know, DJ Stewart, G- DJ Jeffries should have a big game one night. Shaquille Moore should have a big game one night. Cam Matthews should have a big game. This is what it should look like with a team like this with this kind of depth. And I thought Anderson Garcia was tremendous. He had seven points, but it was not just what he did offensively. It was what he did on the defensive end and the energy he brought. Mm-hmm. One time he hit a three-pointer from the wing Got an open look on the next possession. Turned down the open look, drew the defense to him, and dished it down to Javian Davis, Mm -hmm. and he got fouled. Yeah, that's the kind of uh, things that he adds to this team. Very unselfish player. Yeah, that's a guy that could have transferred last year, 
but was a solid contributor at times. He could have transferred and gone somewhere else and been a starter. He decided to stick it out here and fight through it, and he is playing his role well. A little bit wrong about Arkansas. Their, their net is down to 90, which is surprising. Considering yeah, they're not, they haven't beaten anybody that's been very impressive. Well, that's the, sort of the same thing with Mississippi State and State's, you know, sitting. but they but State has played better teams, I think. I guess, yeah. I mean, Ar- Arkansas doesn't they only have they only had two losses coming into tonight. They have a quad 1 loss and a quad 2 loss. They do have four quad or six quad 4 wins, which not, doesn't really get you anything. So, but that said, you got to win these games then. You know, if if that team's in, I mean, you look at these next games, right? 90 I mean, as long up. as you're not losing them, you're this isn't hurting you. Right. Missouri's net is two thirty-five. Yeah, you, you, you have cannot, to. You have you to cannot them. lose that game, and you have to beat them by ten points. You know, I mean, and then Ole Miss is at one twenty-eight. I mean, you, you need to win that game. But if State's three and zero, and they're said so they would be what twelve and three, you're very much on the on the right path. Yes. So, well, I mean, we talked about you know how important the non-conference was to just kind of keep your head above mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. and they went nine and three. But you look at the net. You felt like they were treading water, though. State's what thirty-eight or forties? I think something. Well, I don't know what it's going to be after tonight, but let's see here. They in the forties? I think they were in the forties last I looked. Okay, that's a forty-one. So they're going to be. That's a good. That's a good spot to be. That's a good spot to be coming out of non-conference (laughs) because you didn't want to dig yourself into a hole and not have the opportunities in conference play. Now you're in a good spot. If you don't lose to bad teams, you're you're going to constantly be safely in the NCAA tournament, and that's where you want to be. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to be on the bubble. Mississippi State's been on the bubble a couple think, of times. I think Lenardi's last bracketology had stayed in the last four in, only like the 11 seed line. A win, this win probably puts State a little bit more comfortably, bumps yeah. them up at least one seed line, and then if they win these next two games, which they're going to be favored to do. Now we're talking about you're you're like an eight seed and it's just about moving up that line. Yeah. So this is a, this is a very good win for Mississippi State, and, I'll, and I'll, I won't lie to you, for me anyway. I know that they were favored in this game. I think FPI or BPI had them as a, a, a favorite to win. I get all that, but I'm surprised they won this game, and I'm definitely surprised in the manner in which they won. It. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought they had uh, a little bit of an edge from a <laughs> size standpoint. I thought they could they could get inside and, and do some things and. First half, it didn't look like that was going to be the case. They were getting beat on the boards, and um, they the scoring was not there. Offensively, they were not getting the job done. I thought it was a complete turnaround in the second half, really good second half, probably close to 50 points in the second half for Mississippi State, and out-rebounded them. 48. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so... I, it was just a really good all-around effort. And you got, get, you got guys like Shaquille Moore... Knocking down three pointers, having really good defensive ball game. DJ Jeffries made some plays. JD uh, came off the bench and made mm-hmm. some plays, which he's done this year. So you're getting contributions from everybody, and that's huge for Mississippi State because there's going to be a night where Tolu Smith gets some foul trouble, Iverson Molinar gets some foul trouble. You need those guys to step in, and you you not miss a beat. And I was really impressed with what they did defensively. That that to me was the biggest thing. Yeah, and like I said, to not get any contribution from Brooks. Cam Matthews, no points for him in this game, and, and and only one rebound. I mean, normally you expect those. Now Brooks did have ten rebounds, and that's a big, big. That's you know, that's another thing that winning teams do. When a guy doesn't show up on the score sheet in terms of points, he finds other ways to help his team. Ten points for uh, for for or sorry, ten rebounds for Garrison Brooks. That's 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 that, that's big. 
You know, State needed some sort of contribution from him. He found a way to do that. And then you can't overstate the importance of having Tolu Smith back. Yeah. I mean, that that's... That's huge. And, and that's one of those things that the, the committee will take into account. I think State lost two games without Tolu Smith. State, the, the, they lost to Louisville, and that was the only game he played in. Right. And then they lost to... Uh, well, he they didn't lo- play against Colorado State. That's what I'm saying. That's the only game that he played in they lost. Right. It was Louisville. He, he, he played against... Uh, that was his first game uh, back. He didn't play against Minnesota? Uh, he might have played against I thought Minnesota. He, I thought he didn't play he against He did play Louisville. against Minnesota. He played against Louisville. Okay. He didn't play against Minnesota. Okay. He he did play against Minnesota. He didn't, he didn't play, play against, against Colorado, Colorado State. State. Yeah. But you know, State was missing has been missing guys all year. There, things yeah. like that will get taken into account. So a really good win for the Bulldogs. They needed it. They needed it. And now they've got a little bit of momentum now. You know, and it's you, you almost wish you were playing this weekend, but obviously you're yeah. not. But you you know you keep that going into next week. But those are must win games. You two thirty five and one twenty eight in the net. You can't lose those games, especially. Two thirty-five is a killer. That that's like losing to Alcorn or Mississippi Valley. Can we talk about what Ben Hallen has done to Arkansas? He sort of had their number. Uh, he's won either six out of seven or seven out of eight games. Yeah. against them. Yeah, and that's a team that State struggled with for a while. I mean, they couldn't win at Bud Walton, and Arkansas was winning games in Starkville too. But they cannot win in Starkville. I mean, they have really struggled here. And then Ben Hallen's won games in, in Bud Walton. Like nobody has, really. Uh, you know, Rick Stansberry didn't have a ton of success there. I think he won the first game they ever won there. Right? You know, like back in 04. That was the Road Warriors year. 04? Yeah. So, um, you know, they didn't win a game in Bud <laughs> Walton until 2004, which that's a relatively new arena mm-hmm. um, in, in those terms. I mean, it's 25 years old probably. Yeah. But um, You know what the, uh, the best part about this game, by the way, was? That it's already over. Yes, it's it's uh, six twenty and we're recording as opposed to being an hour and forty minutes from tip off. I mean the eight the eight p.m. games are brutal. the worst for us. Well, they're brutal for everybody. They're, it's yeah. they're brutal for fans too. I mean, if you live in Jackson, it's tough. To, I mean, it's tough to, to justify coming to an eight o'clock game in the, on the week on the weekday. Thought it turned out to be a, a better crowd than expected. Yeah, but folks, get to the hump. The ch- tickets are cheap. If states three and zero, if states three and zero when they play. Georgia. I think they're going to beat Georgia. Georgia's not very good. No. Then that Saturday they play Alabama, who that should be a – At Bama? No, it's in Starkville. Is it? First one's That should be a, a big crowd. Yes. It should be. So you got a chance to start 4-0 you here got a real with chance. Bama coming to town. Let me bring the net rankings back up here because I don't think Georgia's very high in them either. No, they're not good. Let's see here. Georgia. You got three – They're 208. You got three games here. You, you have to you win. You have to win these games. You have to win these three games. You have to win. And if you do, you're four and zero. And and here comes Alabama with a you know, chance. I don't think you're. I don't think you're on the verge of the top twenty five. But if you beat Alabama, you are. You are. Yeah, because five that point, and zero, well, and you're, you're and you're sitting there at fourteen and three. You're fourteen and three. And yeah, five you, and zero in the you should be ranked at that point. Yeah. So, big but that I mean that, that's a, that's a but big they have jump. to win these. But that, you need to win these three. It's really it's tough to say that three conference games, two of them are on the road, that you have to win them. But you do, you have, and none of them are more important than the Ole Miss game. Yes, you, you need to get have that one to get that monkey off your back of of this losing the first game to Ole Miss. You need to set yourself up to sweep a season series against them. And it's weird because you can't really pin it down. Like they're they they've won at the Pavilion mm-hmm. and they've lost at the Hump. They have, yeah. But they've done That's what happened last year. They've they've flip flopped both of those things so. It, it's not like they just can't win at the pavilion or they you know they can't win at home. 
they're just losing the first game. I don't I don't really know why that is, but you know you're gonna you're probably gonna see a one three one press. I know that. You know it. It's gonna happen. So we'll see what happens there with the uh, the Bulldogs. Let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. This weekend it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be cold wherever you go. So I we say that when it's seventy five right now. The weather's coming. It's going to be time to break out the Dutch oven. It's time to do a big pot of chili, some beef stew, something Ooh. like that. Time to warm your bones. The best way to do that is with beef. A lot of great recipes. If you need one, you can go to msbeef.org. They've got a ton of good stuff on the website there. You can check that out. And don't forget, when you help Mississippians, uh, when you put beef in the grocery cart, you're not only helping your family out by providing a delicious and nutritious meal, you're helping 15,000 of our farmers here in the state who are in the beef industry doing a half billion dollars. That's a lot of money that comes into our state via the beef industry. So check them out, grab some beef, put it to uh, put it in the cart, put it in the pot, put it on the grill, and enjoy yourself. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Excuse me. <coughs> Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place you want to go to grab a great meal anytime you are in Starkville. Great patio, you know, when the weather's not cold. Great place to hang out, great people, and of course, best of all, great food. Not just barbecue. Don't think about it like that. It's smoked southern soul food. It's right there in the heart of the Cotton District. You can't go wrong with a trip to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. To make it easy for you at Advantage Business Systems, they offer you great products, and that's just half of it. The best half and the more important half is the service. It's not the kind of service where they hand you a 1-800 number and they say, all right, call us if you have any problems, and then we'll put you on the list, and we'll get to you when we can. No, it's, we'll be there, we'll be there today. We, we're in Mississippi just like you are. And it's an easy drive for us, so we'll be there to h- fix your problems and get you back up and running. That's what you want to hear when you do, do business with anybody. It's what you're going to hear when you talk to Advantage Business Systems. Call them today and put them to work for you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Robbie, you've had a day now to uh, sort of, you know, to sort of sleep on what happened in Memphis. Uh, I hope you got a good night's sleep in that hotel room. I did. Wow, it was excellent. <coughs> There's something about being a father and getting away and, and just having away your own. And, and having a room to yourself and you know the, the, you can you know make it as cold as you want and as dark as you want and you just go to bed it's almost like you hibernate for a day. I, I get that. That room was that. really cold too. It was on 71 when I walked in yesterday and no, it was no. it was freezing. I was like, "Dang, really? this is the coldest 71 I've ever felt." I still got to come down though. It's got to be 65. I, I got it down to uh, a nice 69. Nice. I like that though. You get to get under the sheets. This, it's, I get it. I get it. It's excellent. Dad. But now let's talk about the game a little bit. Anything stand out to you that you that you, now that you think back on that you want to you want, sort of want to go back to? No, I think we pretty much covered it all. <coughs> all right, we'll see you guys later. <coughs> Damn As it, Brian I just can't, is, I can't laugh. Don't, he's don't, coughing don't up his lungs. Don't do that. No, I mean, tell me, I got some sort of. I don't know, Corona. I don't know what it is. Oh, is that what they said? Yeah. Um, you know, I've just I've seen so many people on the message board and Twitter and things like that. One game just seems to have like all of a sudden defined the program. And you know, I was I I thought that game was horrible for Mississippi State, but I just cannot justify that 
you know, just setting the tone for the rest of Mike Leach's tenure here. You know, I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I feel like we're, I feel like we're making a little too much of this game. I don't I, disagree with that at all. I feel, especially from the Will Rogers criticism standpoint. Yeah, I mean, it was a bad game. It was a bad game. It was a, it was a bowl game where Mississippi State had uh, over a dozen people out that, and most of them were in the two deep, in a bowl game that. Quite frankly, a lot of the fans didn't care about because they didn't want to come to it. I just feel like Mississippi State did not really care. I, I feel like they didn't really care to be there. And when you do that, you lose. Not only do you lose, you get embarrassed. And that's what happened. I, I'm just I, – I refuse to let that change my opinion on what next year is going to be for Mississippi State. Right. What it does do, though – is it puts more pressure on Mike Leach to hit the expectations that we believe Mississippi State can have. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because he sort of hit them this year, right? He, yeah, seven and five he is about did. people, but it's the way that he hit them. You know? yeah. it's, it's losing to Memphis. It's losing the Egg Bowl. It's, it's, it's getting blown out by Alabama. And then you have all these wins that you don't expect. It was just a weird it's, – it's, it's, it's tough when you just can't – you can't wrap your head. You know, you have expectations, and you hit the expectations, but not the way you expect it to. Yeah. You know, I thought they'd be seven and five, but there's never something the way to be said thought. about that. About it. just winning the games you're supposed to win. Yeah. Um. You know, it's not always as cut and dry as you know Mississippi State seven and five. That's right. like, it's. It, I mentioned this a little bit um, last night talking about that 2012 season. You know, State won eight games. Yeah. But they beat Troy and a, oh. a bad Auburn team they didn't and a bad a Arkansas team, team. I don't think they beat anybody with a winning record. So, I mean, that, I mean, that was great. They won eight games. But when you put it into context, there's really nothing amazing about that. I think there were some really good things you can take away from this season. But, like you said, the games that they lost, the way that they lost a couple of these games, they've just got to fix it. They, they've, got, they've, they've got to – do what they didn't do in those games that they lost next year. Mm-hmm. They they've got to do whatever it is, and I can't even pinpoint what it is. I mean, it's just, uh, I think it's just a you know inconsistencies on doing the little things right. You know, a, yeah. a false start here, a holding here, a drop pass here. I think that stuff adds up over time, and you lose ball games because of it. Um, and I and I think a lot of that will get cleaned up. You have to expect that, yeah. Because we've seen it everywhere Mike Leach has been. His team has gotten better by year three, yeah. Um, and we saw a very real improvement from Mississippi State from year one to year two. Mm-hmm. You have to expect that's going to continue to build next year when you have basically everybody coming back. You made me want to look. By the way, 2012 State beat Jackson State, Ugh. a three and nine Auburn team, yeah. five and seven Troy. Two and eleven South Alabama, two and ten Kentucky, five and seven Tennessee, eight and four Middle Tennessee State. That's their best. That, win. that was their best win. And then four and eight Arkansas. Yeah. Now I don't have an issue losing thirteen and one, eleven two, LSU or ten and three. That's Alabama A and M, and Louisiana State. But then that was the we egg, believe year. You lose the Egg Bowl by seventeen to a six and six Ole Miss team. I mean that's a bad yeah. Loss. Um, <coughs> that you know what's funny. You know, we we talked about, you know, Mike Leach has to do this and that. 
He's already been more productive against the SEC West than Dan Mullen was from 2009 to 2012. Mm-hmm. That win against Auburn, I think, was the first win against an SEC West team not Ole Miss in his tenure. Ooh, that's a good question. So, let's see here. 2009, so, they lost to Auburn. They lost to Alabama and Arkansas and LSU. That's correct. 10, they lost Auburn, LSU, Alabama, Arkansas. That's correct. Well, it, 11, Auburn, LSU, Alabama, Arkansas, they lost. Yes, that game, that win against Auburn was his first West win. But that was the difference in that. Not Ole Miss. He, he won the games he was supposed to win. Yeah. Basically, you looked at that schedule those three years, and he, won, he was going to win all of his non-conference games, and he was going to beat Kentucky and Ole Miss, and that's six. But think about that, though. In his fourth year, mm-hmm. He finally beat someone yeah. that wasn't Ole Miss in his division. Then the next Mississippi year he State beats did Arkansas that. for the first time. I guess in 12, that yeah. year, he beats Arkansas for the first time. And then two years later, he beats LSU for the first time. Uh, he beat A&M for the first time in, in 14. And then he never, never beat, beat Bama. Never beat Alabama. Yeah. <coughs> so, I mean, <laughs> Mike me. Leach, I mean, we can say we want to. Mike Leach has been more productive yeah. against the SEC West but he's than lost Dan Mullen. Non-conference games, two non-conference games. Mullen didn't yeah. lose a non-conference game until 2016. Yeah, or, I'm sorry, he lost one in 2013. But that Oklahoma State team won 10 games. I mean, Mike Leach is kind of the you know the riverboat gambler yeah. of you know non-conference and conference. He's a box of chocolates. You don't ever know what. You're I mean, get. Dan Mullen was only going to beat the teams that he's supposed to beat and every now and then get an upset Mike Leach is going to get maybe two or three upsets a year but, but he could lose to somebody well. that's not good the thing that State needs to clean up the most to me is the first quarter that's what it's got to be yes State's got to find a way to be more efficient and to get points in the first quarter they cannot be 10 to 14 points behind consistently and hope to win well every single loss that they had the first half was the culprit mm-hmm um, you know, you start slow against Arkansas, and you ended up getting the lead or whatever. But, but it's too late. It, it, I mean, you could have taken control early in that yeah. game, and Arkansas. I think Arkansas would have laid down. Yeah. In that ball LSU, game. we we know for a fact. I know for a fact. LSU would have laid, laid down, down but yes. you go down fourteen nothing to them. And you know what? If State wouldn't have had that penalty on that punt, mm-hmm. I think LSU would have folded. folded. State would have gone down. Same and with scored. Memphis. You're down ten yes. nothing, and you gave. You gave that crowd a reason to hang around instead of being up ten nothing and forcing everybody to go. Okay, never mind. We're not going to win this game. Ole Miss, same thing. First half, Texas Tech. First Ole Miss, half. you gave it away there at at, at, the, at the end of the first half when you can't get in the end zone. Three three drop touchdown passes. Yep. So so I mean the, that's, the that's first half where has State killed has them. to change next year. They have to be a better first half team. And and the games the <laughs> which the the lone exception of all that was Auburn and that was kind of the that was kind of an anomaly that that was. I hate to say this, but that felt like kind of a fluke because it was a perfect storm for Mississippi State in that everybody left. There was no students. There was no atmosphere there. Mm-hmm. Auburn laid off the gas, and State got the momentum. And when State gets rolling downhill with the, with the air raid, to they're tough. So it was kind of a perfect storm. It wasn't a fluke. I'm going to give State credit for that. But that was, not the, that was the exception <laughs> to the rule of what happened in 2021 for Mississippi State. What what is the bigger overreaction today, the program in general, Mike Leach or Will Rogers? I, I think, think it's Will Rogers. Will, well, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's probably Will Rogers because I think there's some there is some concern about Mike Leach because, in in my opinion, the ceiling what Mike Leach can do from a ceiling perspective, 
he's got to put away the stigma around him that this is the Mike Leach experience. This is a roller coaster. Strap in and just expect, you know, the worst or the best. I don't know. But Will Rogers, that that thing has been so up and down. Every loss, it's time for him to to go to the bench, time to give Sawyer Robertson the keys. Every win, he's into the Heisman talk. I mean, there's been no in-between. So that, that probably is the biggest overreaction because I can see the concern about Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm over the, you know, Will Rogers isn't athletic enough – Will Rogers can't throw a deep ball. I'm over that stuff. He's he's been able to have success against SEC defenses. He's proven it. He can do it. Uh, can you get a more talented quarterback to run this offense? And there's a, is there a higher ceiling? Yes, I think so. But Will Rogers has proven that he can win at Mississippi State. He can beat good teams. He can throw for a lot of yards. I don't need him to, you know, have the best arm strength in the country and the best accuracy down the field. Right. I just need him to go get a bunch of yards, score points, and win ball games. So I, I, I just, think that that is probably the biggest overreaction. <laughs> I just feel like he had a bad game. That's how I'm looking at it. He had a bad game. He had a couple of bad games this year, but you know what? He had he had more good games Lots than bad. Lots of guys have bad games yeah. know, outside of the truly elite. And this is still his second year. I mean, yeah. you're still talking about a true sophomore – and you know that that is going to go away I'm next year. I'm just willing to give him more starts. I'm just yes. willing to do. It. He threw for almost five thousand yards. The thing that the, the the numbers that stand out to me, I think, are the same numbers that will stand out to Mike Leach. He completed seventy five percent of his passes, and his touchdown interceptions is thirty six to nine. Yes. Nine picks on uh, six hundred and eighty pass attempts is pretty damn impressive. I mean, go look at the other Mike Leach quarterbacks. I mean, Gardner Minshew threw interceptions, threw mm-hmm. more interceptions than that. Mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury, I'm sure those guys throw interceptions. This offense, when you throw over 600 passes, you're going to throw some interceptions. He was not throwing interceptions. No, this was not happening. I agree. Now, in their losses, he he did throw some, but yeah. very rarely was he throwing interceptions. He's he puts the ball well, where he, the receiver needs. He had it. three interceptions against Alabama, so which means in the other 12 games, he had six picks. He yeah. threw a pick every other game. You'll take that from any. Give me player. that guy. Give me that guy all day long, yeah. over a guy that's just simply got the arm strength. KJ Costello could throw right. it pretty hard. Yeah. No, you're not. You're not wrong. So, all right. Tomorrow's show, we unveil the Robbies. Yes. The polls are out. We will continue to retweet those. Uh, you've got up until uh, I think uh, noon tomorrow to vote. Whenever you posted it, it's the day after. Yeah, I gave, I gave us two extra hours. So okay. We'll see how that goes, and then we'll reveal our winners. And uh, as you might guess, it's a little lopsided for some baseball stuff, but it just sort of is what it is. Do you have the uh, trophies? <laughs> I do not. Have, Bob Carscadden has not sent me the four finger hand trophies yet, or hand turkeys yet. We'll see if those get in here. In They're time. on back order. The, you we know, shipping issues, like just like this, everybody else. This day and age, man, just never can't know. count on these on these folks shipping. We'll get it. All right, guys. Talk to you tomorrow. And uh, until then, have a good one. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Life on Super Talk.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.